Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. Thank you for being here today. It's so good to talk to you. Happy Sunday. If you're listening the day that this comes out, happy whatever day it is for you. (laughs) If you're not listening on the day it comes out. Um, Before we get started, I just wanted to apologize. I'm not a believer in over-apologizing, but I am a strong believer in apologizing when I like when I want to, essentially. And I want to apologize for not getting my podcast out, like I promised, on last Sunday. So it was ready to go on Sunday, but the main reason I didn't, and it took me until Wednesday to get it out and published, was fear. I mean, isn't that the reason why we don't do pretty much anything? (laughs) But really what it came down to is that I was afraid. Speaking out against things that I've been taught are sacred is scary. (laughs) It's scary. And I know so many of you can relate to that, whether you're speaking out or you're acting differently than um, you were raised to act and you're, you know, just not following the status quo in Mormonism or whatever religion you were brought up in. Like challenging that and going against the system and the norm and tradition and culture and the community is difficult. It like it's just so um human. It's so natural for us to want to be in line with our tribes because we were, you know, evolved to do that for survival. And so it makes sense. And I still want to be the kind of person that shows up when I say I'm going to show up. Um, but it took a lot of courage for me to release last week's podcast, and I needed to kind of talk myself into it, which took a few days. And I don't believe that we all have to face all of our fears. I don't believe that everyone has to f- speak out um, and share their experiences with faith crisis or with um, their bodies or anything personal like that. But I want to. It's so important to me, and I really think that sharing our personal stories um, just like vulnerability, like (laughs) I'm going to quote, quote Brene Brown again, vulnerability, when we see it in other people, we see it as pure courage. And so even though it feels terrible for us, like we appreciate it in other people. And, um, so yeah, so it took some courage, but I'm proud of myself for getting it out there, even though it was a few days late and I hope that it was useful. Um, And ultimately, like, I did something that scared me and I'm happy about that. And I hope that you know that because I, because I have built up this ability in myself to be able to hold 
space for myself to be scared and to not show up perfectly the way I want to. And um, all of that, like as your coach, I can do that for you too. And I do that for my clients. You know, I hope you know that this experience of questioning and challenging and um, deconstructing and all of the things like it is so personal and so vulnerable. And my mission, my goal as your faith crisis coach is to just guard space for you, to fight for you, to have a safe place to be able to experiment and question and figure it out for yourself. I don't care what you decide. And I don't mean to say that in a mean way, but like I genuinely support you. (laughs) Um, And I want you to be able to trust you and to claim your own authority and agency in your life. Um, Yeah. And it's a very vulnerable thing to do. And I hold space for myself to do it. I hold my space for myself to not show up quite like I wanted to, but then I know how to forgive myself and keep going. And I can teach you how to do the same uh, in your own life. So this week, I want to share something kind of small, which is a list of mantras that you can use as you're questioning. Something that helps me to be brave and do hard things like question the belief system I grew up in is to have kind of go-to thoughts, right? So as I change um, my beliefs in different areas of my life, I like to pick just some little thoughts that I repeat to myself and just kind of anchor into. And those, these are some of the thoughts that I'm sharing with you today, specific to faith crisis. So before I list those thoughts, those mantras, I just want to address what a mantra is. And I want to give credit where it's due. Mantras were originally started in India, and the use of mantras is um, very sacred and special in a lot of belief systems. Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism, they all have special mantras um, that are believed to have sacred power. Um, And even in Mormonism, actually, like in our temples, like the use of repetition and, you know, special thoughts is a thing. And so it is a very common thing in religion to repeat thoughts. And, you know, coming you know, going through a faith crisis, we may have a little bit of aversion to um, religious traditions in this way. But I will say also, like, the reason I use them, um, although I do value tradition and I um, like, yeah, I really like tradition and I like learning about different belief systems and cultures and how they use these things. But I do just think it's a universal truth that because of how our brain works, mantras work because of how our brain works, intentional thinking, repeated thoughts work. The reason for that is because our brains are wired for energy conservation and we build our beliefs, our neural pathways with repetition, right? So our survival brains, (laughs) they are there and the way that they kind of function is by repeated thoughts. So our our brains naturally repeat the same thoughts by default to save energy. And our feelings, our actions, and results come from our thoughts. So the reason why it's important to choose intentional thoughts and mantras to repeat to ourselves is because 
um, they our thoughts create our feelings, actions, and results. So if we want different feelings, actions, and results than we feel like we're defaulted to or just are kind of trapped in, we have to practice new ones. Just like any other skill, if you want something different, if you want a different experience, then we have to practice building the skill of like intentional thinking. Um, and mantras are also great because like it gives the brain something to focus on. Um, so in like a stressful situation, or if you're just kind of learning how to keep your attention on one thing, um, mantras, you know, religiously are used in meditation. And the basic one is just the sound like OM. Um, and so we can, we can use mantras as something to just help refocus the mind because it can feel like there's so much going on all the time. And so having, you know, short sentences, short intentional thoughts in your back pocket is useful for that reason as well. So how to use them is to practice them with a cue. So whether that's an old thought, feeling, or action, like your default, like a habit, a habitual thought is one way we, we may describe that, like a habitual thought, feeling, or action, um, using those. Uh, that could be, it could be a time of day um, or like a unrelated habit, like brushing your teeth or opening the fridge, like just finding some cue and attaching the thought to that cue um, is important. Another thing that I want you to think about when you're thinking about how to use a mantra is that you want to adjust them to be believable. We don't want to just repeat a sentence that's not believable for you because that will reinforce the unhelpful thought, right? So this comes up all the time like when you find lists of mantras on Pinterest or whatever, um, or you know maybe someone's sharing it on Instagram. But if they aren't personal to you, then they may fall flat. So if you don't believe, um, like, my body is beautiful, kind of going off of last week. If we don't believe my body is beautiful, if you just keep saying my body is beautiful, my body is beautiful to yourself, your brain isn't going to, like, it's not going to help you because what it's actually going to reinforce is my body is not beautiful because that's how your brain is going to answer that thought if that makes sense. You want a thought that when you think it, you can also think that's true or I believe that, right? So it's almost like we're practicing two thoughts. We want the mantra and then we want the second thought after that to be, I believe that, that's true, that makes sense, something like that. But if you're finding that the second thought after you think the mantra is, I don't believe that, that's not true, actually the opposite is true, then I want you to adjust the mantra so that you can think it's true, believable, whatever, so that you'll actually like get the benefits of the mantra, if that makes sense. Um, and you'll know if you believe it, like if that's a good sentence, good quote unquote, um, sentence to keep practicing because your physical body will change when you believe something. Like you'll feel more grounded. Um, you know, you may feel inspired, you may feel determined, like your emotion will be connected to the mantra if you believe it. If you don't believe it, then there will be a disconnect and you won't feel the emotion that you're seeking, right? So if you want to think like, 
I've got this. And then your and then your secondary thought is like, yeah, I believe that. Then you'll feel motivated when you think I've got this. But if you're thinking I've got this and your secondary thought is like, no, you don't, then you'll just feel dread or you know, self-doubt or maybe disappointed. So watch for the emotional response to the mantra and then you'll you can be able to tell whether you need to change it or not. Okay. So here are the 11 ideas that you can try. The 11 mantras to try on, try them on like clothes, see if they fit you, adjust the wording too. Like I've talked about um, in the episode about terminology and the term faith crisis, language is different from person to person. And so you may hear this thought and be like, yeah, I don't, that wording doesn't feel right to me. And if that's the case, then just adjust the wording so that it feels more like you talking. Okay. So just think about the basic idea and think like, how could I word that in a way that I would actually say it? Like, how would I say that to someone? So the first one is, my lovability is never in question. The second one is, I have my back. Third, I like my reasons. I like my reasons for questioning, nuancing, doubting, changing behavior, whatever. I like my reasons. I'm courageous. And then you could add on like, I'm courageous for seeking truth, for loving people, for taking care of myself, for setting boundaries. I'm courageous. And again, you can repeat these to yourself. I have my back. I have my back. I've got me. And you can repeat it like using different languages, even with yourself, not languages. You could do that. If you know multiple languages, that may actually be useful to use two languages to connect it or more. Yeah. So it's just like we want to repeat the idea to ourselves. Number five, no matter what happens, I'll figure it out. Six, I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. If you discover information about the church, you don't have to leave. You don't have to change your behavior. You don't have to tell anyone you are not forced to do anything. And because you're critical thinkers, and I love that about my faith crisis people, you're probably thinking, okay, Josie, like in some cases we are forced. And in that case, I would say like absolutely your physical body can be forced to do things if other people like have more social or physical strength than you, you know, like in extreme cases, like in the Holocaust or, um, things like that. And Viktor Frankl, who is a Holocaust survivor, um, essentially said that the last human power is our agency, is our ability to think how we want to think in our minds. And so that's what I would offer you is like, you don't have to, you may like other people's actions may limit your choices. That is absolutely true. And within the choices that you do have, you get to choose and you always have power about what you will think about the limited choices you have, if that makes sense. And I should probably do a whole podcast on that idea. Okay. Number seven is I'm proud of myself. 
And you could add on specific things to like anchor that thought in. So I'm proud of myself for being willing to be wrong. I'm proud of myself for telling the truth. I'm proud of myself for um, for questioning. Number eight, I'm not the only one. Or you could word that like, I'm not alone, or other people are doing this as well, right? So word it in a way that feels you know, grounded to you. And you could add on specifics, right? I'm not the only one questioning or stepping back from the belief system I was raised in. Yeah, you could get really specific with that if you want to. Number nine, questioning, challenging, nuancing, and doubting is the sign of a strong mind. It really is. <laughs> which is not what we've been taught in the church, but it is like like throughout history, the strongest minds have been the people who have gone against the grain. So I will always believe that my clients have very strong minds and I love that about you guys. So reminding yourself of that is so good and useful. 10, there's no rush. I can listen to my, this is kind of a long one, but just stick to the little one at the beginning. There's no rush. And then to reinforce that, you could remind yourself, I can listen to my nervous system and my body and take my time exposing myself to information or changing any behaviors I want to change or letting people know what's going on in my life. I don't have to do anything that feels too unsafe and I can tolerate more than I may think. Okay. So there's no rush, meaning like you don't have to go faster than your nervous system wants to go. And you can kind of push yourself a little bit because you can probably tolerate more than you think you can. Okay. And then number 11 is do it scared, which is what allowed me to publish last week's podcast. And I stole that one from Elise Myers on Instagram. Her handle is at Elise, E-L-Y-S-E underscore (laughs) M-Y-E-R-S. And um, she's a great follow. She's super popular and well-known, but yeah, do it scared. And I also think to myself, 20 seconds of courage, which I've talked about in another podcast episode. So which of those mantras stuck out to you? I'll give you the beginnings of all of them real quick again. So my lovability is never in question. I have my back. I like my reasons for questioning, doubting, nuancing, etc. I'm courageous. No matter what happens, I'll figure it out. I don't have to do anything. I'm proud of myself. I'm not the only one. Questioning, challenging, nuancing, and doubting is the sign of a strong mind. There's no rush. Do it scared. Okay. So I want to know which mantra stuck out to you. Which ones would you add? You can always DM me on Instagram at Coach Josie Johnson. So I'd encourage you to pick one and start practicing it by repeating it to yourself frequently. It doesn't have to be in some like perfectionistic plan. Like I'm going to pick my mantra and I'm going to repeat it to myself 10 times every morning till the day I die. Like that is a fantasy. Um, that's probably not reality. I mean, maybe like if you if you feel deeply committed to this, then do it. But for me, I feel like I I learned how to make a lot of goals and didn't always follow through on them. So what I would advise you to do is just to pick one and try and repeat it to yourself occasionally. And that may seem like a little lax for some people. So you know you, like, do you need to be a little bit more structured, a little bit more committed? Or is your default more like that? And you actually need to 
like be more casual? Like how how could you make this work for you if you want to? Yeah, you know you better than anyone. So also, if you want to stick to it even more, come coach with me. It can be difficult to build a new belief on top of a rocky foundation. Uh, name that primary song. <laughs> it's actually a sandy foundation that we're not supposed to build on top of. But in this case, I think it's a rocky foundation that we don't want to build on top of. We actually want to deconstruct the old belief, like break up the rock so that we can make room for the new one to flourish. Life coaching is where we do that work. Life coaching is where we kind of deconstruct, deconstruct the old foundation so that we can make room for the new belief system and the new version of life that you want. If you want my support with that, I've coached thousands of people and I've helped them remove the beliefs that are getting in the way of the growth that they want. Um, You can book a free coaching session on our website, faithcrisiscoaching.com. You'll meet me, you'll get coached, and you will see if you like my coaching style. We'll see if we're a good fit. And that's it. If you want more information on how to coach again together, I'll tell you how to get that. Um, but there's no like pressure, <laughs> like like pressure in sales. I hate that so much. To me, like I I just really believe in the power of coaching. And if you want to coach with me, I would be delighted because I think it's amazing. And I think I'm an incredible coach. And <laughs> I only want to work with people that are all in. So that's that. Just go to faithcrisiscoaching.com to book a free session if you want that. And either way, pick your mantra, practice it. And that is all for me today. I will talk to you next time, my friends. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at Coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay. Bye for now.